If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Next 60 minutes here on Newsnight. Attorney General facing tall order in bid to prosecute former Cocoa Board CEO Stephen Opuni after witnesses declared they will no longer testify against the NDC stalwart after the judge ordered a fresh trial. We have details as the case is put on hold. Also tonight, pupils in public schools across the Shanti region left without food for weeks. A strike by caterers and the school feeding program bites hard. It doesn't make sense. Our caterers are suffering and it has a very political, a serious political consequences for the government if they will not clean up the secretariat. We have the latest also tonight. President Akufado calls for tougher action against piracy. In the Gulf of Guinea, as the UN warns, continuous seizure of ships and other crimes could have dire economic consequences for the region, including Ghana. We shall continue to work to address these maritime security issues to help contain and eradicate the menace caused by these acts of criminality in the region. And also, NDC is tonight demanding a full-scale probe into revelations that we found in an Al Jazeera documentary in which a gold smuggler claimed he moved over $40 million worth of commodity from Ghana. It is against this backdrop that the NDC hereby wishes to call on the special prosecutor to take keen interest in this matter. 
and in business, gains made in city stability could be heavily derailed if steps are not taken to beef Afghanistan's international reserves. We have details from financial economist Courage within 30 minutes. And in sports, former world champion Joseph Agbeko laments treatment of his legacy, but Guineans insisting he has not been appreciated well enough. We'll hear from him shortly. And later, the late influential Ghanaian whose luxury cars were sold to fulfill the wish to support his alma mater. Sharing fond memories of his colleague. He had passion for cars. He bought quite a number of luxury cars. Details of how at Desado College got a new dormitory from family of late luminous Atu Mold. All here on Newsnight Plus. Your views and comments 055 997 start tonight with a fresh challenge the attorney general is having to battle with in his bid to succeed in prosecuting the former cocoa board ceo dr stephen opony because tonight witnesses in the case have declared they will no longer testify against the former ndc store this comes in the wake of a court ordering a fresh trial after new judge took over the case a new judge justice Krishi. And Nochejima had asked the AG's office to file all relevant documents, including the testimony of his witnesses, to enable the trial commence. But Deputy AG Arfe Tianyebua says this is proving difficult. Legal Affairs correspondent Joseph Akabli joins us right now with more on this developing story. Uh, Joseph, what more are we learning about the difficulties Attorney General is facing in getting these witnesses to come back and testify? Hello, Joseph. Uh, we'll get Joseph back on the line uh, right now. Uh, we'll also get a bit more detail uh, from lawyers on what this means. This is not the first time uh, the AG is coming in uh, into, into some form of a pickle when it comes to dealing with this very matter, with the prosecution of uh, the former Cocoa Board uh, CEO. Uh, Joseph uh, joins us right now. Hello, Joseph. Uh, so uh, what more are we learning about this? This appears to be the latest in a long string of challenges thrown the AG. Yes, Evans. Uh, so there are two main witnesses out of the seven that uh, they called upon since the trial commenced in 2017. That is proving to be a bit of a challenge. Uh, the AG's office indicates that for one of them, he says previously when he testified, he was in a box for almost two years. And so that was too much of uh, 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 too much work for him at that particular point in time. And that he does not want to be subjected to that again. There's another individual who has indicated that uh, he is retired, and so he was a public official who uh, testified in official his official capacity. Court appoints come and testify, and he says that he's no longer in public office. He has retired and just simply wants to enjoy his retirement. And so the AG's office uh, did inform the court that, yes, the court ordered them to file the witness statement, but they are here to ask for more time because most of our witnesses, and I'm quoting the AG here, who testified are not willing to testify again. And so one of them is on retirement, like I did indicate, and the other says it took him two years in the box. And so the AG's office then asked the court that they need more time to enable them to engage these witnesses. I'm curious to know what the reaction from uh, Dr. Puni's lawyers have been to this. They, they must be pretty happy with the outcome. I mean, they did not oppose the request for more time. I mean, they simply said that, I mean, if that's what the AG is asking for, they do not have any issues with it. And the court actually asked the AG how long do they want to do this engagement with them and the request uh, that they came from the ages office was that they wanted a month to carry this out and so the court gave them that one month adjournment and uh, this tweet is interesting in the sense that from the onset of the trial the ages default position has always been wanting the matter to be dealt with expeditiously in fact 
there was an instance that uh, Attorney General Godfrey Bordame publicly cited this particular case as one that he says he does not simply understand why it has taken that long a time. But this time around, uh, in the last couple of uh, weeks, what we've seen is the AG first asked for the judge to be changed when they realized that just about a month to the judge retiring, the case could not be concluded. And now the request about uh, whether the trial should commence again, in which the case the courts took the view that the trial should start afresh. And this time around, the AG saying that they're encountering this witness difficulty, so they want everything um, a month to engage their witnesses. And the AG, it appears, they have been thrown in the towel just yet. They are pursuing other actions to have the old records used now that they are not going to get the witnesses back in the dock. In fact, that's the suspicion of some persons uh, close to this particular matter that perhaps the request for the one month is actually to enable them pursue the appeal because the notice of appeal uh, was filed on 18th of April at the Court of Appeal. And they are complaining about the decision of the court that is Justice Chris Jimmy's decision, asking that the trial starts what the lawyer said, you know, go start afresh. No reference to the records already collected. They have to file witness statements again. Witnesses have to come into the box, rely on the statement, be cross-examined all over again. And the AG in the documents that we cited that he filed says the judge failed to consider the material facts and adoption of evidence is the evidence so properly so-called and not any unrelated matters. You recall when Justice Jima delivered his ruling, he had said that there were suspicions of allegations of unfairness which were all mixed up in the records. The agent in the document is filed contends that all those are matters that went through the legal process, either through appeals at the Court of Appeal or the Supreme Court's authority being asked to intervene and the court ruled on various matters. And so he doesn't agree with the view that there are some, there's anything with the record that will affect the ability of the judge to deal with it. And so that matter is still pending of, at the Court of Appeal. And so that is a suspicion by some that perhaps it's what they intend to pursue within this one month. And hopefully, if that comes out and it's in their favor, then they do not even have to go through this particular process of having to file the witness statement and going through all of that again. And, and Joseph, quickly, for, for those who may not have followed, why did the court decide to order a, this the process entire uh, process to begin afresh after years of trial. I mean, why did the court earlier order the, the order the AG to start this process afresh, begin a whole thing again after long, many, many years of trial? In fact, after uh, this new judge had taken over the case, you recall that Tony Luga for a long time was handling the case. And so once uh, there was about a month to his retirement, he was given an extension, six month extension just about a month to the end of that extension. Then the court, um, the request was made to the court when a new judge came in that the trial should commence at fresh because the lawyers for uh, Dr. Upuni took the view that the, the court had previously ruled in different cases that it was important that such matters, when especially when the judge who is coming to now determine the matter and hear it, will not have the benefit of having what witnesses, their demeanors, among other things, will now have to just simply rely on what is in the record to deliver it was in the interest of fairness that it starts afresh. And the judge agreed with that particular view and again made the point that uh, it was in the interest of fairness because of the allegations of bias and other issues that had been come had come up in the course of the proceedings. And so it was fair in the court to both sides that this trial begins afresh. And that is why uh, the AG is going after this particular uh, decision, holding the view that they don't think that that was accurate. They, they quote that part of the judgment where the judge says, suspicious and allegations of unfairness have been pronounced by the trial court. Yes, they don't call the view that those are matters that should bother the court because they've gone all the way up and they think that it's something that the higher courts have pronounced on. And so it should not be a bother at all if the court intends to rely on that particular proceedings. The judge had indicated that indeed if this record, he'll be saddled with the same suspicions and allegations of unfairness leveled against the current of proceedings and so that was the key uh, determinant in the court's decision to order for a fresh trial interesting indeed so this latest development when you have witnesses declaring they're no longer interested in uh, testifying again in a fresh trial what does it mean for the ag's case considering that this is the most high profile case yet involving a senior uh, a figure in the previous administration you know how political uh, administrations sometimes celebrate if they get a successful prosecution against a, a senior figure in a previous administration, that is what is at stake here. Let's bring in 
lawyer Bobby Bansing, who joins us on the telephone line right now. Mr. Bansing, I'm grateful for your time here on News Night. So witnesses have withdrawn, case ordered to start afresh. Even before it starts, it, on the back of this latest development, is this case dead before it even begins afresh? Good evening, Evans. Um, um, thanks for having me. I, I, I do not... I mean, it's an interesting case. It's interesting to hear that a criminal matter has gone on for seven, since 2017 and would have to almost look like start again unless the Court of Appeal orders otherwise. I think that the Sony General, with all the its abilities and resources, um, will not would would it, it will be very interesting if they say that they are they will not be able to get two of their witnesses. Um, I listened to the news, and the the first one of the witnesses said he testified as a public official, and so if he's not in office, he doesn't know why he should testify. I believe that if there is institutional knowledge, the documents that this person relied on, the reports this person prepared may be available for whoever um, is in that office now to to testify. But uh, more importantly, you know, if you intend to call somebody as a witness in a case, in support of your case, and the person for one reason or the other decides not to testify voluntarily, the rules of court allow you to subpoena the person when you are subpoenaed by a court, then you are no longer the, test, the witness of a party. You become technically what we call the witness of a court. And so if the Attorney General's office feels strongly that the evidence of these two persons will aid in their obligation uh, or their, their burden to discharge beyond reasonable doubt the guilt of the accused person, then they have the other option of subpoenaing these persons. The risk is that if you subpoena them, you don't know what they are coming to say whether they will speak in your favor or they will speak against their favor. And then maybe you are compelled to apply to treat them as a hostile witness, although they came for you. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, if it's law, if it's law, if it's facts, if it's facts, if there's evidence, there's evidence. Particularly if these persons may have um, um, given witness statement previously, it will be difficult for them to now come and give evidence which is inconsistent with their previous witness statement. It will affect their credibility. And it may not augur well for the case of the for the state or the, the attorney general's office. So it, it becomes a, a, a very thorny issue. But I want to believe that with all the resources available to the attorney general, they should be able to get their witnesses to testify. Thank you very much, Bobby Bansing. Uh, with thoughts on this, what do you make of this? Uh, pre- Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The interesting development there in this trial of the former Cocobot CEO 055-1111997 is the WhatsApp line you want to send your messages to. I will share it with the rest of the world. Later on here on Newsnight here 
on your election headquarters. We'll tell you why NDC presidential aspirant Kojo Bonsu thinks delegates of the NDC will commit an unforgivable sin if he's not elected to lead the party. If I don't serve Ghanaians and I die, Ghana will miss a lot. Everything I touch is gold. So why don't I touch Ghana for Ghana to see gold? Plus, why is he firm in his belief that favorite for the race, John Mahama, is dented, unattractive, and soiled? The swing voters will tell you, oh, Mundo Bifu Frobaya, MPP has really soiled him. He doesn't stand a better chance. Mm. Let's bring somebody new, somebody fresh. Stay with us uh, for that and more later. But now the National Democratic Congress has called for a probe into allegations made in an Al Jazeera documentary titled Gold Mafia, in which one Alistair Mateas named President Akufado as his friend and lawyer. In a documentary on gold smuggling, Alistair Mateas claimed uh, that he had been smuggling $40 million worth of gold uh, through a company registered in Ghana. The National Communication Officer of the NDC, Sami Jinfi, uh, addressed a news conference today and called on a special prosecutor to intervene. We in the National Democratic Congress are deeply concerned about the damning revelations about our president in the latest documentary by Al Jazeera. The continuous naming of the president and his vice in all manner of bribe-taking syndicates must be a cause for concern for every patriotic Ghanaian who cares about the image of the presidency. Never in the history of this country, and I repeat, never in the history of this country has the presidency been so depraved and reduced to a criminal mafia as we are witnessing today. As has become standard MPP government, the presidency has kept a definite silence on this matter in the wake of the damning revelations contained in the Al Jazeera documentary. Giving the record and pension of this government to cover up grafts, Ghanaians cannot and must not accept silence or the usual flimpant denials emanating from the corridors of power. It is against this backdrop that the NDC hereby wishes to call on the special prosecutor to take keen interest in this matter and launch a full-scale investigation into this matter with the aim of prosecuting anyone found culpable. Additionally, given the considerable public interest in this matter and what it portends for Ghana's image among the Global Committee of Nations, we wish to call on Parliament, the representatives of the people, to set up a publicly televised and bipartisan probe into this matter in order to ascertain the truth. He also criticized the government's fight against illegal mining. As we in the NDC have always maintained, President Kufuado's proclaimed fight against Galamse was the biggest scam ever to be perpetrated on Ghanaians. Today, the NDC stands vindicated as a report authored by the German-trained cardiothoracic surgeon and former Minister of Environment and Science, Professor Frimpon Boateng, has all but confirmed our long-held opinion that there has never, there has never been any genuine commitment or any attempts to fight Galamse by the Okufuado Bagumia MPP government. The third report by the German trained cardiothoracic surgeon shows clearly that the so called fight against Galamse was a charade calculated to enable top government and MPP functionaries to appropriate and take over the illicit Galamse trade. We are of the view that the only way to establish the truth and get to the bottom of the issues contained in the Professor Fimpon Boateng Galamse report is for Parliament to institute a publicly televised and bipartisan inquiry into this report 
which essentially is an obituary of President Ekufuado's monumentally failed fight against illegal mining. Sammy Jeffy is the NDC's National Communications Officer. You are live here on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. It is now being established. The Gulf of Guinea is now a theater of high seas robbery characterized by the seizure of ships, kidnappings, and murders. Over the last 15 years, container ships, fishing vessels, and oil tankers in the region have been targeted by pirates. And of the 90 global piracy and armed robbery incidents reported between January and September 2022, 13 have been reported in the Gulf of Guinea region alone, compared to 27 over the same period in 2021. Addressing a conference of the Gulf of Guinea Commission, President Akufado said the affected countries, including Ghana, must work together to reverse the trend. Firstly, the issue of finding means of making our region a safe, secure and prosperous one. It is important that we have some serious discussion on these items in order to come up with strategies geared towards strengthening peace and security and winning the fight against maritime-related crimes in the region, such as piracy, illegal, unreported, and unregulated fishing, arms trafficking, pollution of the environment, smuggling, fuel and crude oil theft. We shall continue to work to address these maritime security issues to help contain and eradicate the menace caused by these acts of criminality in the region so as to build a safe, secure, and prosperous Gulf of Guinea region for sustainable development for our peoples. I beseech member states of the Gulf of Guinea Commission to show more political commitment at the highest level of government in the affairs of the Commission by paying the statutory contributions to the Commission and attending the statutory meetings at the highest and most appropriate levels. Also on the agenda is the proposal for the possible expansion of the membership of the Commission to include all the 19 coastal states of the geopolitical Gulf of Guinea for effective collaboration of our navies, coast guards, and other relevant maritime security agencies in the geopolitical space of the Gulf of Guinea. Well, Ghana is currently facing a grave threat as a result of this, bordering 20 countries and with 6,000 kilometers of coastline. The Gulf of Guinea is a key shipping route for a region that relies heavily on imports. This is why the coasts, uh, the cost of piracy weighs so heavily on the region's economic and trade potential with direct and indirect costs estimated at $1.9 billion annually for 12 countries, including Ghana, by the way. The threat level uh, in the Gulf of Guinea region remains high, as highlighted by the United Nations Security Council resolution unanimously adopted in May. Now, Ghana's foreign minister, Shirley Ayoko-Boitri, says a time to act is now. The leadership of GGC and our citizens are genuinely concerned about the frequency of crimes at sea the prevalence of illegal, unregulated, and unreported fishing in our waters, the increasing incidence of smuggling, oil theft, pipeline vandalism, trafficking, and maritime terrorism that continue to pose significant threats to the economic lifeline of landlocked and coastal countries of the Gulf of Guinea. Cognizant that this situation is not kept would make sea transportation riskier, deadly, and expensive for all countries along the Gulf of Guinea. The closed-door session of the summit is therefore designed to enable us to discuss strategies for strengthening peace and security in our fight against maritime-related crimes in the region, as well as to deliberate on the text of the Commission with the hope of expanding the scope of definitions to allow for ascension by other countries in the Gulf of Guinea region. As I conclude, I'm optimistic that during the closed-door session, we can explore options like the establishment of common laws. For example, a common closed fishing season for the territorial zones across the region that would aim in the conservation of the resources of the sea for the benefit of citizens of countries of the Gulf of Guinea. With these few words,
And that's our Foreign Affairs Minister Shelly Ayoko Butcher there. I want to take you to the Shanta region now where pupils in schools there have been without meals for about three weeks since caterers under the school feeding program withdrew their services. They are demanding payment of arrears and an increase of the feeding grant per child from 97 pesos to three cities. Despite calls by management of the school feeding secretariat and the Ashanti regional minister to call off the strike, the caterers are not backing down. They want leadership of the program to desist from issuing threats against them and rather address their concerns. There, there are a lot of, there are a lot of ghost names, ghost schools. That ghost schools, we want you to go deeper into it and bring that, that evidence out because there are Kululu over there, ghost names, thousands of ghost names. They should stop doing that. They are causing financial loss to the state. We are telling them. Uh, deductions, the illegal deduction by the secretariat. Madam is my head of school. She monitors me what I do every day. And she forwarded the information to Accra. Now Accra says that I did not cook. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Our caterers are suffering. And it has a very politi- a serious political consequences for the government if they will not clean up the secretariat. Over 11,000 caterers are suffering. And the government says because of one person or two people at the secretariat, they don't care. Government will live to regret if they don't address this issue urgently. Even if I, I will not know. You cannot, you cannot sit in Accra and decide whether I've cooked or not. I mean, it's not fair. And they have a system of frustration. They will intentionally frustrate you till you just give up. Many, many of our colleagues are not able to follow up because when you go, they will tell you, go and come. This officer is not around. I cannot be traveling from Aflau or Axim to Accra because of my money. When I come two, three times, I'll be fed up and I can't follow up again. Then I go back with bitterness in my heart against the government. So I'm saying that if they don't address this, the bitterness in the caterers will affect the government. I want to take you now to the Shantu regional capital, Kumasi, where my colleague Nanaya Jima has been monitoring the impact of this on schools there. And he joins us on the telephone line uh, right now. Uh, Nana, so tell me, uh, as far as the pupils in schools are concerned, how have they been surviving the last three weeks? So now parents are forced to give their children more money to cater for their lunch. Because until the services of these caterers were withdrawn, um, most of the parents have to cater for the breakfast, knowing that when they are water in school, they will take lunch. Now, since the lunch is no more, they will have to also bear the cost of the lunch as well. And this has affected enrollment in a number of schools in the Ashanti region. I have been speaking with some of the head teachers who would not grant a recorded interview, but according to them, um, when they had the school feeding program, the, the students were um, very punctual. But now, there are some students who have been missing classes because when they come, they cannot cater for lunch. And that is one of, one of the things that's affecting education in some of the schools in the Santee region, especially those in the rural areas. Children now missing schools, especially in the rural areas, because there's no food. And, then, and I recall when this policy was introduced, that was one of the reasons why it is an attraction to draw in children in to get education. Parents also get a bit of room to spend monies elsewhere. But if you speak to the caterers, uh, Nanaya Ojima, uh, they also talk about anomalies in the school feeding program and have called for an audit. What's the basis of this? No, according to some of these caterers, um, they are not paid the exact number of days they cook. So, so depending on how many days they cook for these students, they are paid um, on that number. But to some of the caterers tell me that when they cook 90 days, sometimes they are paid less than the number of days that um, they cook. So um, in, in all these things have been um, affecting their finances because they are, the capital they invest in the school feeding program, they are unable to get them back to you know um, help sustain the, 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 the kitchen, the, the school feeding program. So they want government to look into all these things. Some also believe that there are some ghost schools in the school feeding program um, some non-existing schools are in the um, school feeding program and it's also affecting the financing. So they want the government to go into these, these matters, do a complete audit so that they will know the real schools and also they will, pay, they will be paid their right amount that they are supposed to receive at the end of the academic year.
Thank you very much, Nana Yaojima, keeping an eye on the situation in the Ashanti region where uh, pupils in public schools have gone without food for three weeks because caterers there uh, work for the school. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Two feeding program have gone on strike. You're still live here on News Nighters on Joy 99.7 FM. Still ahead here on News Night and on your election headquarters. We'll tell you why NDC presidential aspirant Kojo Bonsu thinks delegates of the NDC will commit an unforgivable sin if he's not elected to lead the party. If I don't serve Ghanaians and I die, Ghana will miss a lot. Everything I touch is gold. So why don't I touch Ghana for Ghana to see gold? Plus, why is he so firm in his belief that the favorite and many believe the frontrunner, John Mahama, uh, is dented, is unattractive? And it's soiled. The swing voters will tell you, oh, Mundo Bifu Frobaya, MPP has really soiled him. He doesn't stand a better chance. Mm. Let's bring somebody new, somebody fresh. And then later, the late influential Ghanaian whose luxury cars were sold to fulfill a wish to support his armor mater. Sharing fond memories of his colleague. He had passion for cars. He bought quite a number of luxury cars. You want to stay with us because we have details of that story for you and we will tell you how Adisado College got a new dormitory uh, from family of Leighton Luminous Atu Mall. And if you are a Luminous yourself, why don't you join us with your thoughts ahead of that story? I will share it with the rest of the world. And guess who's joining me with the latest on the world of uh, business and Beverly's here. With that, Beverly, mm. some good news about stability of the city, is it? No, or is not actually, good news exactly? No. Some further warnings? Yes, further okay. warnings of uh, the city stability. The fact that it could be derailed if uh, Ghana doesn't take up steps to beef up its uh, internal reserves. We have that and also trade minister calls for reforms in world trade organizations to help developing countries like Ghana resolve trade disputes. Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery and Alliance Live. We have details after this break. Please stay. When everything worth doing is scheduled, hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. On a range virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you inform them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 764209 or 762792 visit our website 
It's Beverly Boom. We settle for the details now and financial economist and research lead at GCV Capital Courage Booty has expressed fears recent gains made with city stability could be derailed if a deal is not concluded with the IMF by the end of May this year. This comes after the IMF warned that Ghana's net international reserves will end 2023 at nearly three weeks of import cover. Speaking to Joy Business, Mr. Booty pointed out a sharp decline in Ghana's International Reserve sends bad signals to inter- international investors. Our reserve cover is actually very alarming and the finance minister wasn't wrong when he said that if we do not get a program by March, the economy could collapse. We haven't seen that yet because some of those interventions have helped to some extent now. But I think this is time for us to do whatever we can to get a program running and at least get a balance of payment support going. And this revelation could actually even trigger uh, speculative activities on the market in the coming days really. And if care not taken, we might revert of the things we are seeing on inflation if, if the trend continues up as we are expecting really so we are not out of the woods there is a lot at stake at this point you have the financial economist and research lead at JCB Capital, Courage Putty. Now, Minister for Trade and Industry, Kobnatahi Hammond, is calling for improved systems that will enable developing countries like Ghana to effectively participate in negotiations of the World Trade Organization, WTO. Mr. Hammond also wants the restoration of a fully functional two-tier dispute settlement mechanism. He made the call in a meeting with the Director General of the WTO. Dr. Ngozi Okonjo Oweela, when she paid a Ketsi call as part of her Africa tour, which began from Ghana. You have no proper adjudication system um, uh, because um, somehow the appellate system is collapsed. You only have the, the first tier um, tribunal. We cannot have a system of this magnitude when uh, we, we don't have a forum where arbitration of dispute, which inevitably would arise um, to be resolved. I'm told that um, you tried very much to get this matter resurrected. So our hope is that by the time of uh, the 13th ministerial conference meeting, well, moving on, banks in the country have begun releasing their 2022 financial statements ahead of the April 30th deadline by the Bank of Ghana. But the domestic debt exchange program has impacted negatively on their profitability position. Here's a business desk report. According to the audited financial statements cited by Joy Business, almost all the banks that have published their statements recorded losses. Standard Chartered Bank is one of them as it recorded a loss of 66.4 million CDs. This is despite a staggering 807.7 million CD interest income recorded in 2022. The Tier 1 Bank, however, recorded a bad debt of 1.18 billion CDs last year. Similarly, Republic Bank registered a loss of 66.8 million CDs. It posted a net interest income of 370.6 million CDs, but a 237 million loss on financial assets and other costs triggered a negative position. Parent companies of First National Bank, Stambic, Zenith and Guarantee Trust Bank have already hinted of significant losses by the Ghana subsidiaries due to the impact of the domestic debt exchange program on the operations. Many investors should therefore not expect dividend payment for this year. Meanwhile, Societe General Bank is one of the few banks that recorded a profit in 2022. The bank, which was less exposed to the government of Ghana bonds, registered a profit of 110.6 million cities. Joy Business had earlier reported that banks in Ghana lost about 15 billion cities in 2023 due to the debt exchange program. That was a business desk report. Now, the Ghana Export and Import Bank says it will provide financial support to SMEs in the handicraft subsector to help produce goods that will meet international standards. This, according to the bank, will aid in the purchasing of raw materials and molding equipment that will drive the expansion of the operations. Speaking to Joy Business at a consultative forum, Head of Export Trade Judith Aiken said this is key in the creation of jobs. 
We're here to more like give them financing. Uh, we're here to give them advisory services, as I said. We have an SME clinic where they can attend, uh, where we groom them to be export ready. Um, after financing, yes, we facilitate trade. So we guide them onto the markets, be it the EU, Africa, or Asia. We're here to support them to attend trade fairs, which is also very important um, in the areas where they find themselves. You heard that Judith Aikens, she is the head of export trade at the Ghana Exim Bank. Now, stakeholders within the construction industry are calling for a massive boost in investment for concrete technology. According to managing partner and organizer of the Ad Media Germany, Holger, this could help propel growth of the sector. Speaking to job business at the International Concrete Conference, he maintained that players within the building and construction space should be able to explore various opportunities to attract investors. Africa would be uh, for sure in the future one of the most prosperous uh, markets for the concrete industry. Uh, population will grow and uh, everything related to this can be solved with products of, made of concrete, which is uh, sewer, can be, advert- uh, can be infrastructure, housing, hospitals, schools, whatever is needed can be built in concrete. And when it comes to speed of construction, then precast concrete uh, might be a solution. Well, some players within Ghana's lottery industry are calling for more aggressive sanitization push by the regulator to boost the growth of the lottery industry. According to the general manager for Fortune Synergy Company Limited, Albert Osayafri, local players should leverage the, gl- the growing popularity on online lottery to ensure markets growth. Speaking to Joy Business at the launch of its new product called the Mega Fortune, he said the utilization of cutting-edge technologies by the sector will aid in the fight against unemployment. Digital in our, in our space here in Ghana is not well known. So we bring this to the Ghanaian community. We encourage Ghanaians to put their trust in the digital system. Brings a lot of convenience. People gone in the days will have to walk all the way through the kiosk, through rain, the sun, all the external factors just to take a lottery stake. You have the general manager for Fortune Synergy Company Limited, Albert Osefrie, ending the business news on Newsnight. The news is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Kingdom Books and Stationery and Alliance Live. Ben, thank you very much. So live here on Newsnight is on Joy 99.7 FM. A few of your messages on our WhatsApp console now. Lincoln in Aquitaman says, Professor Fimpom Watin should be commended for coming out boldly to expose those destroying our water bodies. Philip in Keta says, in fact, if the Attorney General wants to prosecute the former CEO of the Cocoa Board, then he must first investigate those big men in the MPP and should prosecute them first. Also uh, sending us a message tonight is Nana, who is on the Spinktus Road. He says, are we sure the chief clearing officer won't clear his besties? We all had him on air clearing the Ashanti Regional Chairman, who's, who's deep in the forest mining, is the question he's asking. And then Achu in Dome says, I think investigations of abuse of office falls within the mandate of the special prosecutor, Maldon Straj. This is your election headquarters. And we are building up to that crucial presidential primary for the National Democratic Congress on the 13th of May. We are all over it from now till the D-Day. And tonight we are focusing on Kojo Bonsu, a presidential aspirant of the position National Democratic Congress. And he says the delegates attending the party's primaries next month will commit an unforgivable sin if he's not elected to lead the NDC in the uh, 2024 presidential elections. The former mayor of Kumasi will face off with former President John Mahama and former finance minister Dr. Kamala Dufour in the May 13th uh, conference of the party. Ahead of the polls, your election headquarters looks at the chances of Kojo Bonsu. Elton Broby, member of the political desk, has more in the following report. Ojobon's wings is spread across the political, business, and sporting arena. The founder and former publisher of the Ago magazine first nursed the ambition for the highest office of the land in 2018, 
but he declared his intention to contest as the party's president flag bearership role, but he will drop out ahead of the primaries. This time there is no backing down, and here is his reason. God has given me good vision. I'm a visionary person. If you look at what I did at the National Sports Authority, what I did at Goa, what I did with Adidas, and what I've done me as well. If I don't serve Ghanaians and I die, Ghana will miss a lot because I believe I have a lot. If you check my track record, everything I touch is gold. So why don't I touch Ghana for Ghana to see gold? The bookmakers tell former president John Mahama to win the race. Makonjo Bosu says the image of the former president is dented, corrupted, unattractive and soiled. For him, the former president is a commodity that will be difficult to sell to floating voters. They've said a lot of things. They've put corruption tag on him. They have a whole lot of things. Like, almost saying on PBB. They've mm -hmm. said a whole lot of things against him. Ah, like, you can't even take it off. And that is where I feel very sad. Because in this country, we have the majority people, the lot of the people who allow you to win an election is the... Swing voters. The swing voters will tell you, oh, Mundo Bifu Frobaya, MPP has really soiled him. He doesn't stand a better chance. Mm. Let's bring somebody new, somebody fresh, mm. so that the swing voters wouldn't have anything mm. to say against mm. President Mahama. Kojo Bonsu is a native of Ofenso, a town in the Ashanti region of Ghana. He had his ordinary level education at the Tamale Secondary School between 1974 and 1979. In 1981, Bonsu then moved to the Drayton School in London, England, where he acquired his advanced level certificate. Between 1985 and 1990, Kojo Bonsu joined giant sports kit manufacturer Adidas. He enrolled into their football business unit at Germany and in the process obtained a diploma in sports, business and marketing. Bonsu served as a board member of Ghana oil company Goyo from July 2009 to 2015. He also became the acting managing director of the company. Koi was selling about 25 million liters a month, and I rebranded it with a team, of course, to sort of bring it up to... Now they are selling over 75 million liters of oil, and it's a great transformation. I'm sure you remember the time that when you go to Goy, you don't even want to buy fuel. You would think it's adulterated because the place is messed up, dirty, but now Koi had been rebranded and the changes and everything. The former mayor of Kumasi described himself as tough, uncompromising and firm. And they like my firmness and strictness on issues. In Kumasi, when the market women wanted us to stop building the KGTL market, I went to court 32 times. But with firmness and resilience, I was able to build the market. Very tough. And that is one of the things that I see myself doing very well. They nearly jailed me even when contempt of court. Kojom also believes the youth must be encouraged to pursue their talent. Yay, the swagger. The youth, they're my bodies, you see. There are a lot of things that the youth can do. Some of them don't even want to go and sit in a nine-to-five job. But have you heard of Eurovision contest? I want to bring something like that for the, 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 the music industry. That every region, you go and create a song with a good video with it. You do a local contest, you win, you go into regionals, you do a regional contest, you win, you go to national, then we have money to back the person. So you become like Eurovision contest or Ghanaian vision contest. For Joy News, Elton Broby. And this is the place to be uh, for all things NDC presidential and parliamentary primaries and we are all over it from now all the way to the 13th if you don't want to miss it we're going to be bringing you special reports focusing on constituencies the battleground constituencies this week you will hear from the Adentan constituency a very interesting battle set to play out there in Adenta who also of course bring you a special report from that constituency many people are watching there was West Wagon where two friends uh, who one was uh, the, the groom, one was the, uh, you know, assisted the Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Groom at that particular wedding, and they, they've somehow become political foes. Very interesting dynamics indeed. I will bring you uh, here on your election headquarters. Please stay 
with us for that. Let's do sports now. Ms. Bow is here with the latest. Yes, events. Uh, well, let's start off from boxing. Uh, well, it's uh, former IBF bantamweight title holder Joseph Agboko. He's been speaking and he says he's not been celebrated enough by Guyanians for his achievement and contribution to the growth of boxing in Ghana. Now, according to Agboko, who now wants to be called Togbe Kaleto II, he feels unloved and hurt by the seeming disregard for his exploit for Ghana in boxing. The boxing community does not appreciate me, does not love me. They don't treat me like how they treat the other fighters. Uh, I don't know if because I'm from the Volta region or whatever, but I actually live there. But for some reason, there are a lot of people in there that they don't uh, like me. Uh, so you felt marginalized? Uh, even with the boxing, the Bukum Boxing Arena, uh, when you go inside the Bukum Boxing Arena, yeah. there is a place where they have all the champions picture in there. Yeah, I, 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 can, pick, I, I can even picture some yeah. of them, yeah. When you go in there, you know, Joseph Agbeko uh, was not a fighter who won, who just won a world title once. Uh, when you look at the champions uh, from the great Azuma Nelson, DK Poison, everyone, uh, if you want to mention about three or four great champions among all the ten, you mentioned me uh, because I was two times world champion. And that is the Togbi, what? Kaleto. Kaleto. The second. The second. Yeah, he's now, he's now a chief, so yeah, that's uh, that's his new title. Interesting. Going to the ring anytime soon? Uh, no, no, it, it does appear he has uh, hanged his gloves. Yeah, he has hanged his gloves. But uh, the big game coming up tomorrow is Arsenal versus Manchester City. And it's interesting the comments coming from book coaches Pep Gadjula and Mikel Ateta. And they appear to be saying that, look, this game is not going to decide the winner of the Premier League. It almost looks like it will. At the moment, just five points difference between Arsenal and Manchester City. And if Manchester City win, Tomorrow, we win the league. Well, and they have a game in hand too, so they have two games in we hand. Win the and Simple as that. Oh, what, what do you think about Arsenal fans, though? I mean, how are they really going to feel? I have been saying all along Arsenal will win the league mm-hmm. until they they, they they dropped six points in yeah. three games. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's done. They lost it. And there are those who feel that this was the only chance for them to win it. Yes, because post this season, they're they're not going to. How, how are you going to win? Chelsea is going to come back. Liverpool is going to come back. Manchester United is going to back. Newcastle's going to Newcastle. be stronger. If you don't win it this year, they should forget nah, about it. Well, anyway, so that's it for sports events. Thank you very much. You're still live yours on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, the police have tonight arrested a number of certified physician assistants who stormed the premises of the health ministry. The physician assistants have been picketing against their delayed postings five years after they completed school. They were sacked from the premises of the ministry while their leadership was arrested by the police. My colleague Samuel Mbura was at the ministry today and joins us with details. Mbura, did the police explain why they arrested them? Well, Evans, the police didn't give a specific reason uh, leading to the arrest of the leaders, uh, but only said that they breached um, the agreement that they had with them so far as the picketing was concerned. Go, go and give them, them. Yes, go and give them moral support. Oh, that is yes. why we came over. You didn't do the right thing. You were asked, you were given a specific route and a specific order. That do this and do this. It was hidden results and this. Which kind of results? Which kind which kind of results? I am saying that I have it was here not for over one hour. Upon. That we should be here. That we were, we were so hungry. You have been, you have been, you have been. You said your people said they would never go. They will sleep here. No, we that haven't is said what that. we were told. You have been I, I was now. told. I was. No, I personally was told. It's from the leadership. It's from the leadership. The leadership. You know, I went with the leadership. My dear brothers and sisters, your people have been arrested. They are at the regional headquarters. Go up, go there, and then give them. Why, the why have you arrested them? Why, why have you arrested them? Take the rules. Uh, what rules are we talking about here? Is it a case that? Please, not- uh, thankfully, we can speak to one of the leaders of the unemployed certified physicians. He is uh, Benis Obu and joins us on the telephone line right now. Benis, uh, have your colleagues been released? Well, good evening. Greetings to your listeners this evening. Currently, they have still not been released. They haven't been released yet. Um, so where where are they currently? They are at the regional command. Has the police explained to you what they've been charged with? Have they even been charged? 
There's nothing chat, and the police has not really communicated to us. So we called our association, and they went there together with the association's lawyer, trying to negotiate with the police to get them out. And I believe they haven't been successful. Yes, for now they haven't been successful. Are you returning to picket, or you've uh, you're giving up on the back of what has happened today? We cannot give up. We are hoping that the police will release our leaders. And if they don't, we are actually going to gather and come back in all our numbers. This time round, we are coming massively. We did not go in our numbers because the police said we are too many for the Ministry of Health Services to contain. So we went with 30 to 35 of us. But if they do not release our leaders, I can assure you that all the 1,500 of us will hit the Ministry of Health. Uh, let me bring in Isaac Ofeba. He speaks for the health ministry. He joins us on the telephone line uh, right now. And hello, hello, Isaac. Hello, Isaac. Hello. Great to have you. Uh, like, just straight to the point. Uh, when will the ministry uh, put the processes in place that will ensure the posting of these physicians, physician assistants? Uh, good evening, and um, good evening once again to you. Cherished listeners. Um, the Ministry of Health, led by the Honorable Minister Honorable Kweku Adiman Menno, is working seriously, one, to ensure that these uh, unemployed physician assistants are recruited into the system in order to support the workforce or the human resource of the health sector. Of this country when, when will that happen when will the postings happen this cannot be said here one because per the rules and regulations when you are done with your trainings you forward their documents to the ministry of finance for carers once you get the carers you are able to recruit them so that they can start work and then you pay them if you don't get the carers and then you recruit them what it means is that the Ministry of Finance or the Control and Accountant General will not recognize them as working force members so that they can be paid at the end of every month. So the challenge is we don't and have then, the clearance. And then, so the and then they would also come back here to say that they have been working okay. and then we are not paying yeah. them. So, so the challenge however, is we don't have the clearance. However, the Ministry of Health, the Ministry of Finance are in collaboration or they are engaging to ensure that these people are giving clearance so that the Ministry of Health can recruit them. Okay, but you don't have a timeline that, that you, could, you can... That is the only challenge that we are facing now. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, that is the uh, Mr. Fair, the Isaac Fair, who speaks uh, for the Health Ministry. Now, Atum Old, until his death in November 2020, was the Chief Executive Officer of Macam Plant Hire, an indigenous company that deals in the rental of earth-moving equipment, among other logistics. He left Adisador College in 1989 with the promise to return his alma mater to return to this alma mater and help develop it. His love for cars made him collect a fleet of luxury vehicles, including a Lamborghini, um, uh, Ariel Atom, GT Shelby, a Nissan GTR, and a Harley Davidson motorbike. After his death, Atu's mother, Sati Okran, suggested that the vehicles be sold and proceeds used to build his dream legacy project at his alma mater, Adesado College. Richard Kudonyako has more. The Adisada College anthem reverberating on the hills of the college. The energies and excitement of the Santa Claus, both young and old, were to fulfill the wish of Atumod, a Santa 89 who had dreamed doing something befitting for his alma mater before his death in November 2020. At age 49, Atumod died and relatives of the late business magnate have used proceeds from the sale of his fleet of luxury cars to construct a dormitory for his alma mater at the Saddle College. In 86, we had one fine gentleman join us from London. His name was Atumod. Atos classmate, Bishop Atto Dixon of the Healing Jesus Cathedral of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, sharing fond memories of his colleague. He had passion for cars. He bought quite a number of luxury cars, and so the cars were sold by the family, and 
out of that, you know, the proceeds that were realized, they used it, you know, to raise this wonderful edifice. The project, which is worth 5 million Ghana cities, was handed over and inaugurated on Saturday, making it the 11th dormitory for Adesado College. The Atumod House has six rooms, where each having the capacity to accommodate 150 beds with lockers and washrooms, where six students share a toilet facility and an ironing space. Richard Kwejonyako, Joy News, Cape Coast. And that's it for Newsnight tonight. And joining me in the studio is a man who loves cars as well. He is so into cars. He's just been talking about what he plans to do with his own cars <laughs> <laughs> when he's no more. And so when you hear um, spiking that uh, Atomo had two Lamborghinis, he had the Nissan GTR, GTR. Or he has he a had Atom, Atom here, and the Shelby now, GT500, and then he's now sold it. Right, hmm. you, you listen to that, you applaud him, and then you think, well, in the future you'll do same. Because I know you also love cars. You also have a collection. I understand. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I know. I know. Well, what's uh, what's up for discussion on Geek Squad? So you know we haven't been on because of the the Champions League. So today we're bringing everybody up to speed on what's the latest, what's in the newest, and the world of technology. And yeah, all the gadgets that have been released while we've been away, and all the news that's been going on while we've been away. So okay. stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.